Welcome to the Bloomberg PL Podcast. I'm Paul Sweeney along with my co-host, Lisa Abramowitz. Each day we bring you the most noteworthy and useful interviews for you and your money, whether you're at the grocery store or the trading floor. Find a Bloomberg PL podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts, as well as at Bloomberg.com. So Beyond Meat uh, raised its forecasts. It beat estimates uh, when it released its numbers. And today, the lockup expired after the IPO, and it lost more than a fifth of its value. Here with us to explain what happened, Ethan Brown, President, Chief Executive Officer and Founder of Beyond Meat, who I'm sure is so excited to see that he put out all the numbers that he thought uh, would blow everyone out of the water, only to see this. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. It's great to be here. It's been an interesting uh, ride for sure, you know, and we look at uh, this short-term volatility as more of a technical issue, and and just look at the results we were able to produce this quarter: ninety-two million revenue, the you know six cents per share in terms of net income, and the uh, uh, EBITDA, uh, all of the things that you would want out of a company that's growing at our pace. Uh, the partnerships with you know uh, McDonald's and and uh, Subway and, and Dunkin' and and uh, KFC. Um, you know, that happened in a single quarter. That's pretty hard to match. So we feel really good about where we are as a company. I think you should feel pretty good about this stock. IPO'd uh, back in May, uh, 25 bucks. Did a follow-on offering uh, in July at 160. Uh, so not too bad stock trading here at 85. So Ethan, talk to us about the marketplace. It is new to me. I am a meat eater. I don't sure. know about this whole thing too much. Give us a sense of the market you're playing in globally and kind of where you fit in. Great. Yeah. So we, we uh, are absolutely focused on you as a consumer, actually. So um, if you look at Kroger, the nation's largest grocer, um, 93% of the people that are putting the Beyond Burger in their cart are also putting animal protein of some form in their cart as well. Uh, so we are going after uh, what many people term the flexitarian, someone who's making some uh, changes like in their diet, right? Um, and so it's a $1.4 trillion industry if you look at the global uh, meat industry, and we're focused on beef, pork, and poultry and providing consumers with all the experiences they love in terms of consuming uh, each in, uh, of those products, but doing it in a way that's maybe better for their bodies and, and better for the earth. Is it actually healthier? There have been some sort of <coughs> conflicted reports about that. Yeah, there's been a lot of um, media coverage around uh, that subject. And it's really, I appreciate you asking the question because the products are absolutely healthier. And that's one of the main drivers behind our business. We have well over 70 scientists and, and engineers now that are working on making these products directly from plants. And uh, about 95% of them come out of biomedical. And they have transitioned into our field because they feel this is a, a way to be engaged in preventative medicine uh, versus treating disease after it occurs. And so take the Duncan uh, product, for example, that um, we're rolling out nationwide here in less than a week. Um, and you, you look at uh, the saturated fat levels. Uh, you look at the total fat levels. So total fat, uh, we're about 50% less than the leading uh, pork sausage patty. Uh, saturated fat, we're 44% less. Sodium, we're 37% less. But yet we're offering more uh, protein and more iron. It's hard to argue that's not healthier. And then you take a step back and you look at what's in animal protein that is causing uh, the medical community uh, and academic community to begin to look at the high levels that we're consuming. And it's not just uh, saturated fat or cholesterol or, or, uh, or, or, or sodium. Uh, it's things like uh, insulin-like growth factor and TMAO and heme iron and, and other uh, things that come with protein that's being delivered from animals. Our entire thesis is the animal is taking uh, vegetation, they're consuming it, they're consuming water, and they're using their biology to create muscle, which we then harvest as meat. 
What we're saying is that you can take the core inputs of meat, which are five. It's basically amino acids, lipids, trace minerals, trace vitamins, and water. You can take all of those directly from plants and non-animal sources, and you can use heating, cooling, and pressure to essentially assemble those in the architecture of meat. So we have the composition of meat. We're keeping all the good stuff and trying to leave out the bad stuff. All right, so let's talk about the big concern for certain analysts <clears throat> and for certain people in the marketplace as it relates to the fundamentals of your business, and that is competition. Uh, you guys are in there, you have a great brand in the marketplace. You're arguably kind of first to market kind of thing. But what's to stop any other big, uh, these big food conglomerates that come in and just snatch that market away? So how do you guys think about that? Yeah, so I, I think about that a lot. Um, it's a question that fascinates me, independent of our business, which is how do these disruptive uh, businesses come into an established landscape right before the eyes of the incumbents and capture the market? And there's, you know, history, as I mentioned on the call, replete with examples uh, of companies that have done that. And two of my favorites would be, you know, Tesla and, and, and Amazon. Um, and I actually, on the road show, I was asked that question all the time about what about all the competition is coming. And I would turn that question with a question myself. And I'd ask them to explain to me why Ford and, and General Motors and others allowed Tesla to do what they did, right? And that's happening here with us. If you look at the focus we have, we have a singular focus on one thing, which is to build meat directly from plants. We are not wedded to any incumbent uh, uh, supply chain. We have no sunk assets tied to a different industry. We have no debates in our company about should we fund um, you know, baby food versus, versus uh, plant-based uh, meat. So we have a myopic, almost manic uh, focus on innovation. The only people that care the, mo the people that care the most about displacing our products on the shelf are within my company and includes myself. We are always going to produce a better product next year than we did this year, and that's a goal for us. So if you're chasing us, you're going to be chasing a ghost. I don't view the intention and the efforts of large incumbents to come in and take our market and to take our leadership position as evidence they will do so. I think it's a lot harder than people think. Just about a minute left. I'm wondering, given the fact uh, that we've seen a lot of volatility in the shares despite any real numbers? Do you regret going public? No, not at all. Not at all. It's it's. Look, I, I am in the business of growing a global protein company. You know, I want to be a forty billion dollar company at uh, uh, at the end of the day. Uh, that's serving protein at the center of the plate uh, for consumers all over the world. Um, going public was a necessary step in that in that transition to a much larger company that has an impact on the world. Ethan Brown, thanks so much for joining us. Ethan is the founder and CEO of Beyond Meat. A company reported better than expected results uh, last night, raised guidance. Uh, the lockup did expire today, so I'm sure we've got, I see about 20 million shares trading, so I'm sure some of those shares have gone to the market. Yeah, and uh, he's vegan. He's so vegan. that's the bar that you are going to be held to. So when we talk tomorrow, you're going to come in saying, you've abandoned all meat. You're yes. go you've gone completely vegan. It'll be a new Paul Sweeney. Yeah, I'll go to Luger's tonight for one last steak and then just <laughs> Your call, last call, dinner call, before call, call it's it all done. We really appreciate it. Ethan Brown, Thank thanks so much, so much uh, for appreciate joining it. me. Come back. We'll talk Maryland basketball. Uh, you never should have left the ACC. Thanks for listening to the Bloomberg PL podcast. You can subscribe and listen to interviews at Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast platform you prefer. I'm Paul Sweeney. I'm on Twitter at PT Sweeney. I'm Lisa Abramowitz. I'm on Twitter at Lisa Abramowitz1. Before the podcast, you can always catch us worldwide on Bloomberg Radio.